recording yes okay it's recording hey hi <laughs> hello hello <laughs> welcome to our first episode so we're teens mike a group of five students from india who started this podcast to talk about issues which we think aren't as discussed and well what better unspoken issue to pick than covid-19 right the, the global pandemic <laughs> so well covid has been a disaster with the highest number of cases we saw go up to about 4 lakhs in just a day but but it has gotten better now hasn't it so i was looking at this who survey and 30% of people had problems in accessing medications for mental illnesses and drug addiction around 3 quarters reported at least partial disruptions to school and workplace mental health services 78% being in schools and 75% being in workplaces Although most of the countries reported in the survey that mental health is part of the national covid response plans only one fourth of these countries have full additional funding for these activities in most of the countries only 2% of the national health budget is on mental health Oh no anyways i mean with all these high numbers there has to be some major effect right Well yeah looking at it from the start the beginning of the lockdowns in india started towards the end of march 2020 forever it's already been so long <laughs> i blocked out that part in my mem- memory time is a myth it's seriously though it's been a lifetime oh yeah i don't i don't want to remember that part of my yeah let's not <laughs> let's not so, let's yeah, move on coming back to the facts shortly before which the schools around the country were shut down as the series of lockdowns continued indian schools started taking online classes for the safety of students which is mm-hmm. quite obvious every school has done that yeah <laughs> and not only that but lockdowns worldwide caused institutional closures and over 1.5 billion students have been affected by this since there was no direct way to communicate with the teachers this created a sense of isolation among students and they were more reluctant to ask about their doubts as the as the very act of unmuting and speaking seemed like an invisible barrier Mm-hmm. And like because of the lockdown, people can. <laughs> and because of the lockdown, people can meet up with their friends either. So and texting just seems so superficial. So the only mm. people you could actually interact with were your family, and you don't want to do that. Well, some of us don't <laughs> want to do that. And for some people, that's actually the main cause of their stress. So. Right. Yeah, and school. Well, you know, school was these people's only escape because well, not everyone has a very comfortable environment at home, and you know, the lockdown mm-hmm. confined everyone to these toxic situations, which naturally t- took a major toll uh, on their mental health. And especially with this belief, which was going around uh, that uh, home home learning is easier, like staying at home oh. and learning is much easier. So the pressure for good grades became even greater with parents going on about the fact how we've never had it easier, and well, the expectations rose. It wasn't only parents; it was also teachers that kept piling on workload, assuming that their subject was the only one we had. Right. <laughs> And I think they kind of adopted this, you know, narrow tunnel view of because they have only one subject to teach. Uh-huh. So I can see how it becomes easy to get enveloped in that and just assume that other students also study only your subject. But but that's not the case, right? You have mm-hmm. six other subjects you have to deal with. And since everyone was thinking this way. By the end of the day, it was just this huge mountain of work you had to get through, and uh, it it really degraded self worth too. Because most people consider mm-hmm. uh, their self worth with how much work they do. Well, most least, people, 
Are you protecting <laughs> and, and it it was it was quite devastating because you can't get through such a huge mountain of assignments in one day yeah. and well <sighs> yeah that's that's not just you all of us and uploading the work scanning it was also um, painful the whole process of learning the new examination thing it was also just it's so bizarre because it didn't feel like an exam and because of that there was no exam pressure although exam pressure is bad but in this case exam pressure was needed i feel like because some students yeah. just forgot about school so by some students i mean me <laughs> no it's all personal mhm so it was just our grades were spiraling our my mental health was spiraling it was awful and well exams and even the studying aspect of it because after a point online school just seems so optional when it really wasn't because you're not physically going there right it's as simple as just click clicking leave meeting mm-hmm. and having the classes online uh, the entire day which for some somehow feel long felt longer than an actual school day oh, and compiling that up with the mountain of work we had while my my sleep patterns didn't really take it well mm-hmm. uh, they didn't really leave me in a state to be productive that and... happened with me too but it wasn't because of the homework it was just because of <laughs> because night time is the only time that students get to just relax and mm-hmm. lie down i feel like these days especially for students in higher grades Mm-hmm. So. True. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a pleasant experience. I I say wasn't because, well, schools have started opening now. At least I've started going to school every day. It's mm-hmm. it's different. It is overwhelming. It's almost as different as it was switching back to online because suddenly now there are these people around you, right? Which mm-hmm. you have to interact with because in the breaks during online classes you simply left the meeting and you didn't have to talk to anyone, but. but now during the breaks you actually have to converse and it feels like <laughs> such a big task because well it became really easy to dehumanize people when they were nothing but pixels on a screen uh-huh. and well i mean all of this added work pressure and all of the disassociating and distancing with your friends just leaves you in a not a state to be productive i'd say and right that lack of productivity just ended up giving more stress and it's it's really difficult to um manage it at the end of the day because it feels like with all the work the classes you don't have time to manage stress which is kind of ironic because that is what is stressing you out <laughs> just an infinite loop of anxiety yeah. <laughs> oh god well i mean now that we've talked about the problems does anyone have a solution Uh, yeah so the worries and anxiety about covid-19 and its impact can be overwhelming and social distancing only makes it even more challenging for people to connect mm-hmm. and this has definitely increased in the past year um stress is a normal psychological and physical reaction and everyone reacts differently to difficult situations mm-hmm. and it's sort of normal to feel stressed and worried during a crisis mm-hmm. but multiple challenges daily such as the effects of the covid-19 pandemic can push you beyond your ability to cope despite your best efforts you may find yourself feeling helpless sad angry irritable hopeless anxious or afraid you may have trouble concentrating on typical tasks changes in appetite or difficulty sleeping or you may even struggle to face routine chores 
mm-hmm. which is why you should get help when needed or help yourself by learning more about self care uh, self care <laughs> what is that wow <laughs> <laughs> i mean in this case would self care just be disassociating from everything leaving Probably. school <laughs> that's the only it's viable so... option i see well in my professional opinion as someone who's part of a podcast oh. thing just mm-hmm. dropping everything and living mm-hmm. a life in nepal as a goat sounds like the most <laughs> viable option mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we can all be part of a herd <laughs> i mean realistically dying from a pandemic wasn't our main concern because we were so preoccupied with school hmm. to occupy to die <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah that's how effective it is <laughs> uh getting enough sleep and eating healthy are the basics that everyone should follow at the least setting priorities limiting screen time and maintaining a regular routine will also be very helpful if you feel socially distant it's always best to talk with your family or close friends All in all, it's just the simple things that can help you get through this pandemic without being stressed. Well, uh, you've heard the ramblings of five teenagers on this podcast. Lucky for you, we have a more professional opinion to offer you. In the next segment, we have an interview with Dr. Paro Lopreti, who's an anesthesiologist from Delhi, who will give you a slightly better solution than becoming a goat in Nepal. And we hope you enjoy. Okay so our first question is as someone who has worked on the front line what do you think are the psychological effects of such experiences on the adolescent mind Yeah so i would like to start by saying that you know actually many psychological problems and important consequences are there in terms of mental health amongst teenagers which includes stress anxiety depression frustration and uncertainty during the covid-19 outbreak that has emerged progressively and common psychological reactions amongst teenagers related to the mass quarantine which was imposed in order to attenuate the covid-19 spread they were basically like generalized fear pervasive community anxiety which are typically associated with the disease outbreak and increased with the escalation of the new cases together with inadequate anxiety provoking information which was provided by the media so the psychological reactions to the covid-19 pandemic varied from a panic behavior or collective hysteria to pervasive feelings of hopelessness and desperation especially among teenagers and were actually found to be associated with negative outcomes like even suicidal behavior it has been quite bad like facing it ourselves uh, every day it's the same routine which has to be followed you wake up for yeah. classes which are way too early than they're supposed to be you know have to spend 4 hours on the screen your eyes are burning by the end of it and have to come and do it all yeah. over again every day exactly and so much uncertainty along with it like some days you are you know your exams are announced and then some days they are like oh they're not happening and then again you have to start studying and then you don't know when the exams will happen all this kind of you know messes up teenagers head right completely yes i would like to add something as well about Definitely. stress you had asked me as to how you know stress kind of manifests in a person per se so uh, i would like to say that stress is actually a natural and physical mental reaction to life experiences like everybody expresses stress from time to time it can be from 
it can be anything from the everyday responsibilities like work and family to some serious events which have been happening all around all of us especially during covid like being diagnosed with covid or maybe death of a lo- loved one if anything can trigger stress so for immediate short term situations stress can actually be beneficial for your health it can actually help you cope with serious situations like these mm-hmm. like your body responds to stress by releasing hormones that actually increase your heart rate and breathing rate and ready your muscles to respond but if the stress response doesn't stop firing and the stress levels still you know are elevated for longer than what is necessary for the survival it can actually take a toll on your health yeah and chronic stress can actually lead to a lot of symptoms and affect your overall well-being like the person can be irritable can be anxious have depression headaches insomnia can cause heartburn it has been associated with you know like really increased risks of heart attacks and high blood sugar even in very young population especially after covid and can actually lead to a lot of fertility problems and lower sex drive and missed periods so and another very common uh, manifestation of stress which we see in our daily lives is that it makes person so tense that his muscles also get tensed up and chronic stress can actually lead to tension related headaches and backaches in a lot of young people that is something that i've seen and pairing yeah. that with classes sitting on one place every day i can't imagine it helps yeah so um my question was that there's a lot of news and opinions flying around about the virus and how it should be handled particularly the mentality that teenagers are immune um so what do you think about that So let me tell you one thing nobody is 100% immune to this disease you know so the first thing that i would like to say is that you must what you must do is to get go get vaccinated and so that you at least have some immunity to fight against it and it will prevent it will protect you from getting severe covid and covid related complications so that's actually false like nobody actually has proper immunity you know you need to get vaccinated if you want some immunity and don't want to land up in the icu so i would just urge all these kids once the vaccine you know above 18 it has been approved but below 18 because trials are still going on so once it gets approved like people should get vaccinated asap yeah uh, so doctor my question for you is that so what is your take on the role of teenagers as super spreaders considering that majority are asymptomatic Yeah so uh, basically because the young girls and boys they they obviously have better immunity than the um, you know oldies so they might be asymptomatic carriers and that's why we've been emphasizing the importance of covid appropriate behavior repeatedly so what does covid appropriate behavior mean it basically means that whenever you go out you must always wear a double mask you, you know you can wear a shield if it's if you're going into a, an area which is too crowded you should wash your hands bathe regularly sanitize your hands with alcohol based sanitizers regularly change your masks regularly and always and always maintain social distancing and please do not step out of the house unless it's absolutely essential which is like a really important point which i think <laughs> it is there with the teenagers so as we've seen in the news the new strain of the virus and the third wave is known to put children at risk To what extent do you think this prediction will come into effect? See, uh, nobody can predict that, honestly. But however, there have been some rumors regarding the same. 
but uh, just to state the fact the indian academy of pediatrics has also said that although children remain to be prone to infection it's highly unlikely that the third wave will exclusively or predominantly affect children additionally there have been no evidence to suggest whether children who would contract covid-19 will actually have serious complications and you know on the better side the trials for covaxin are for kids are already they have already started they are already going on so let's hope for the best maybe the vaccine comes at the time we are going to hit the third wave coming to vaccines the quickest vaccine ever produced was the mumps which took about 4 years i believe but the covid one seems to have come out in just a year uh, i was wondering doctor whether the long term side effects have been largely ignored are we potentially looking at a population which will face the consequences of this uh, fast vaccine within the next 10 to 15 years see uh developing a new vaccine from scratch actually takes a considerable amount of time it depends on how much information is available about the disease itself how the disease infects people how it spreads and so on but traditionally it has taken generally uh, it takes 5 to 10 years to get a new vaccine that is and it is truly amazing that we've already ha- we already have three authorized vaccine going on for covid-19 in india and history shows uh, that this is a common pattern you know like when vaccines are released they generally say that the unknown side effects if any they generally show up within 2 months of vaccine and this history goes back to at least 1960s with the oral polio vaccine and examples continue throughout the day so because of this scientists and public health officials continue to monitor the vaccine data before during and after the vaccine becomes available to public and uh, let me tell you one thing that covid vaccine was introduced only almost it took i think it took almost a year to manufacture it to get the hang of it to hang of the disease how it spread you know so it was introduced only after the safety was proven and as it is true for other vaccines the common side effects in some individuals would be mild fever pain etc you know uh, pain at the site of injection but uh, you know we we have arrangements to deal with those side effects as well at the vaccination center so the black fungus is basically we can consider it as a stage after the second wave definitely mm-hmm. so we see that it's mostly uh, it, it is mostly seen in people who are diabetic right mm-hmm. and there are mm-hmm. some children who are diabetic from a young age some who may may have it from let's say 10s or early teens So mm-hmm. there are not many cases in teens themselves so is it safe to assume that they are immune for now against the black fungus actually you cannot uh, you know you cannot say that they are immune for now because it is a manifestation which you see after you know the covid is generally which we see after the covid is over like person is generally negative or it is you know like you need to have all those predisposing factors also going on for you like severely immunocompromised so you will rarely see teenagers who are that severely immunocompromised or who are you know uncontrolled diabetics so probably that is the reason why mucormycosis is not so common in kids because their in general immunity is good even if they are diabetic you know so you cannot say that they are practically immune to it more so because maybe they are young that's why they have better fighting capability so that is where the 
rates of mucormycosis in teenagers is less so that's it thank you so much doctor for coming here today and talking with us and providing us a better insight into the entire situation uh, it, it was very helpful i'm sure the listeners appreciated too thank you so much i had a really good time talking to you guys we are teens mike and this is the end of the episode if you like the show and would like to support us you can do so by starting a great fire and sacrificing 20 lambs or you could simply rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on and follow us on instagram at @teensmike thank you to my wonderful team for all their hard work and thank you for listening we'll see you in the next episode bye